Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This, this is the Rich Eisen Show. I know I'm great. Herbert on a third and ten. Shotgun snap. Throws intercepted. From bad to worse, game over. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. That last play with, with Quentin at the end on the interception, was there uh, miscommunication? Yep, I, I threw it and the guy picked it off. He made a good play. Today's guests, host of the Dan Patrick Show, Dan Patrick, actor Josh Gad, plus your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now... It's Rich well, Eisen. Well, yes, it is. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Thankfully, back here safe and sound from my uh, fortnight Ooh. abroad in the great country of uh, the United Kingdom. And it was uh, awesome to be there in London. Greatly appreciative of uh, Andrew Siciliano and Steve Weich and everybody here holding down the fort. Appreciate everybody sticking with this program with me uh, across the pond, as I'm mandated to say, as an American sports broadcaster, thrilled to be back here on the Roku channel, free on all Roku devices, select Samsung smart TVs, free on Amazon Fire TV, free on the Roku app, because the Roku channel's free on it, the RokuChannel.com. We say hello to our, our burgeoning now 60-plus radio affiliates, coast-to-coast terrestrial radio network. We appreciate everybody taking us in. Also, hello to anybody listening on Sirius XM Odyssey and more. Good to see you over there, Chris Brockman. How are you, sir? Rich, I'm great. What's up, man? What's up there? Hey, My, Rich, DJ Mikey D is and D's nuts. Good What's going on, man? Oh, I'm you. having a blast. You are? I missed you, Rich. Oh, did you really? Blast. I love Andrew. Oh. I appreciate that. I don't take that as a, an insult to Andrew, but I, I thank you. No. Thank you. How I are you over there, TJ Jefferson? Good to see you, man. Hey, it's good to see you, man. It's been a minute, even though I feel like I've seen you every day since you've been gone. Yeah, I zoomed in. Zoom technology's working now. It's called an upgrade for our viewing audience. Welcome back, man. Terrific. Thank you, and good to see everybody out there. For those who are listening, TJ Jefferson was indeed holding up and still is his grease board, his whiteboard that says, how about... Them Cowboys. Uh, no, it's okay. That's the drop. I gotta that we do play. it for him. I wow. gotta do it. Well, Mikey, you, you did you it. Play the other one while <laughs> I was man. out. I, I I wasn't in last Monday. The one that normally you play when I the Cowboys step on themselves well, as they did in San Francisco. And now Southern California, different result. And uh, I'll tell you this: um, this is the Dak Prescott we need to see. That Dak Prescott we saw last night, was he perfect? Absolutely not. He was not. He was not. He was not. But I must say, because when Michael Irvin appeared on What the Football with Susie and Amy last week, 
and was talking about, is he going to be the Patrick Mahomes or anything like that? The answer is no. And I said the interpretation of that is that the Dak that we saw first coming into the league, two-way threat Dak, was not going to be walking through that door anymore. The two-way threat Dak with his arm and buying time out of the pocket with his legs and then sometimes taking off with his legs and sometimes being the red zone threat with his legs, his own self. That guy was not walking through that door. And who walked through the SoFi Stadium door last night? That guy. Mm. That guy walked through that door and credit to, yes, I'll say it to Mike McCarthy, even though at one point Troy Aikman couldn't find the words to say a complimentary word about the offense and the play calling to the point where Joe Buck accused him of tapping out in the middle of his commentary. True, was just like, because ah. he did. He's just like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You, know. you got a 12-yard curl route if you just want to take the first down. Instead, you make it to, I don't know. Like, sounded like one of those Cowboy fans in the Metroplex or sitting at home despite having his team play in his hometown currently of Los Angeles like T.J. Jefferson. Help me, I'm poor. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) You know what? I'll say this. That Dak Prescott keeps showing up. I like the Cowboys' chances to go deep into January. Question is, how A? Because they've got the defensive horses to call game when they want it, like a sack from Micah Parsons and a pick from Stephon Gilmore. As As Joe was saying, or Troy was like, they need a sack. There it is. And like, he literally was like, we haven't said Micah Parsons' name and then all boom. day. And then right up the gut. <laughs> Demarcus Lawrence. Right, wow. You know, obviously Van Der Esch is out right now, but they've got the horses. They can pull it off. And the Dak, again, that I said wasn't maybe going to be walking through that door, walks through that door. I looked it up because I'm a professional and I'm also jet lagged. <laughs> Couldn't sleep, huh? I looked it up. When Dak first came into this league, his first year in 2016, when Romo's back was out and he took things over and basically sent Romo to be Nance's partner, four times in 2016, four times in 2017, five times in 2018, he ran one in and threw for at least one. Then in 2019, he had two, and then we all know what happened after that, got hurt. 2020, he got hurt. Again, just had one of those games. Only one of those games in 21. Only one of those games in 22. This was his first such game in 23. They're too few and far between. This is the guy who can put the team on his back, his shoulder, and his legs. If he can do it. And last night he did it. It's the first time he's done it on the road since 2018. That's the last time he did it on the road, week 10 of 2018 at Philadelphia. Every other time was in front of the home fans at the Jones Mahal. Last night was his first rushing touchdown, passing touchdown performance on the road, and he does it against the Chargers team coming off a bye, fully rested, and he does it on the road after they got smoke showed on the road in in San Francisco leaving them on the side of the road in the NFC only to sit at home and watch San Francisco lose in Cleveland and Philadelphia lose in New York and then go out there last night against a team coming off of a bye with a red-hot quarterback and Justin Herbert despite a broken middle finger on his non-throwing hand 
and Austin Eckler coming back and Keenan Allen being one of the best receivers in the game today. And they having Khalil Mack coming off of a six-sack game, coming up with a sack early on in this game, and Joey Bosa and Derwin James. And this is the team the Cowboys beat last night. Must-win game? You betcha. This was Dak after the contest last night saying exactly that in a slightly profane, unlike Dak manner. You said it was a big win. Was this a must-win, though? Yeah. Yeah, it was a must win. Why? I mean, it's early no, I mean, in the season. It was, yeah, early in the season, but three and three, four and two or three and three, that was a, it's a huge difference. Uh, yeah, it, it just is. I mean, yeah, like I give it exactly what you're saying. It's early in the season. I've been in the three and five season that we turned it around and, and went on a win streak and won the division. So I, I get what you're saying, but four and two, second, second road win of the year um, against a great team, against a great offense, good defense, great defense. Uh, going into the bye week, yeah, I mean, we, we talked about after last week not, not allowing this thing to landslide, and obviously I think a win like this allows you to really close that book. Obviously we closed that book throughout this week, preparing for this game, moving on, not just talking about it, but being about it, practicing that right way, preparing the right way to do that. Uh, but when you get this win like we did, you, you definitely can move on. Now we'll move, we'll move forward from this one. Go watch it, get better. Critique it hard, uh, see how we can get better from this game, even on a win, and then, as I said, enjoy the bye week. Get healthy, enjoy the bye week, and, and then stack after that. Stack meaning stack, stack. wins. That's what he nice. means. Stack wins is what like he that. means. And with this win, they go on the bye week at 4-2, and two, and during the bye week, they'll sit down on a Sunday night, turn on NBC, and watch Philadelphia host Miami. Look out. And so if Philadelphia loses that one, Dallas comes off their bye with a home game against the Rams while Philadelphia has a visit to Washington. And then Dallas visits Philadelphia. What a huge setup. That is, that's all set up because they won last night. They have a path to having a first-place perch in this division after nine weeks with a game at home against New York and then at Carolina after that, the Cowboys are set to make a nice run if they can stack, to use the phrase. C.D. Lamb, they threw to him like he's the number one receiver. How about them apples? Brandon Cooks Imagine exists. That. How about Dak with the big play of the night, seemingly sacked, runs to his right, Throws back over the middle to his left. Tony Pollard makes a play 60 yards later. This is the Dak I'm talking about. Fourth and short. Pull it. Run it in yourself. Dallas had a habit. They got it. Good for them. Now then, let's talk about the Chargers a little bit. The Los Angeles Chargers. There are bullet points, hallmarks, if you will, fingerprints, DNA. If you dust after a Chargers game, you will find the following. CSI, like... Superbly talented players making superbly talented plays. You'll see it every single time. From their quarterback, how good is Keenan Allen? Holy always has been. smokes. I know he always has been. I think he's taken a step up, it seems. Even with Mike Williams out, and you're thinking everyone's going to have to focus on him. He's he's like Jamar Chase, always effing open. Great route runner. Austin Eckler, he is talented. Derwin James, he is talented. Khalil Mack, he is talented. Rashawn Slater, he is talented. There's talent all 
over the place, showing their talent throughout the game. You'll also see mind-boggling mistakes. Justin Herbert missing a wide-open Keenan Allen a couple of times. Derwin James, 15-yard penalties that just seem to be avoidable. You see illegal shifts and holding. Those things will happen. You can get a little twitchy when Micah Parsons and Tank Lawrence are heading your way. Understandable. You'll see that. Invariably, you will also see the football gods love putting fourth and short situations in the hands of Brandon Staley. Every single game. (laughs) Every game, there will be a fourth and short decision for Brandon Staley. Every game. Multiple. And last night, we saw one for a turnover on downs, and another one, he goes and gets a touchdown. A yin and a yang. Always. It's it's amazing. I don't know what the stats are, but how many fourth and and ones, fourth and shorts, is this guy going to have? He's got to lead the league in it. And then he goes for it on the 27 of his own 27. He'll go for it on your 27. Last night, he actually kicked a field goal. Dicker the kicker must have been like, me? You want me? (laughs) Hold on a minute. Let me dust off my helmet here. (laughs) You'll invariably see that, and then you'll invariably see a postgame where it's like, how the hell did they lose that one? Honestly, they are the absolute kings of how the hell did they lose that one? Now, you know what also doesn't help, too? Playing home games where you got to go silent snap count. That that young lady who was going totally berserk <laughs> over touch uh, touched at first Broncos. downs and touchdowns that they kept zooming in on last I'm night on the Monday that, Night Football broadcast. She loves her Chargers. If they only had about fifty thousand more of them, <laughs> and I'm sure there's San Diego fans listening to us right now on the Mightier 1090, where we're on every single day. The first. Rich Eisen show radio affiliate. Probably sitting there like going, uh, we we used to be here. <laughs> you didn't you didn't see many silent snap counts in the old Jack Murphy. Right. Not not a lot of not a lot of secondary ticket holders paying fealty to Qualcomm. <laughs> to use the phrase. By the way, Dan Patrick coming up I was shortly. Just say, uh, you I know, so well, I just went a little Matt Harvey Matt on you. So it doesn't help. Doesn't help. It can't help. That you're going silent snap at home. And it sounded so damn loud on my television set last night when the Cowboys scored first downs, sacks, all of them. Couldn't tell. Like, if you were just listening to the game, not seeing it, could you tell who was home and not? Can't help the Chargers. But, hey, they're the ones that made this move. They're the ones. So, you know, put it all together. And it's another one of those, how the hell did we lose this one? And they're now two and three. The Chiefs are cackling right now, laughing. You know, Travis Kelsey's watching the Phillies and going to do SNL again. And I, I didn't even mention his personal life. Distraction. Okay, you know what I mean? Distract, <laughs> distracting. So what? what are, I mean, the Raiders are starting Aiden O'Connell this week, it looks like. Maybe. I don't know. Hold so your point on the Sunday. The Chiefs are laughing their asses off right now because they know the team that's most talented and most equipped to come and knock on their door and have opportunity knock for them just lost another one of those how the hell did we lose games against the Dallas Cowboys at home? 
Justin Herbert's got a 500 record at quarterback. How does that happen? Kellen Moore, this is supposed to be the night where you're dialing it up. And he did. And Herbert, bless him, missed Keenan Allen a couple times. Once again, weird losing football for the Los Angeles Chargers. Still a ton of time left, a ton of time left, and two games against the aforementioned Chiefs. So it's not over by any stretch, and that looks like a playoff team based on their roster and how fast they're all running around and looking. But I'm, I'm sitting back saying, how the hell did they lose that game last night? Well, they're the Chargers. Well, they made a couple of – I know you could say <laughs> that, you know, but you're making a, a couple of mistakes here, a couple of mistakes there, penalties all over the lot. All over the place. Those I mean, Land Clark, it was the Land Clark show last night on way, on, on uh, ESPN. And, and, and by the way, can John Parry disagree with one official officiating call? Just for me, once. I liked the guy. I loved him as an official. Every time, he never disagrees. As well, he was a half inch inside that neutral zone. So that's technically an infraction. Oh, yep. He took more than two steps before hitting the quarterback after the ball left. He gets flagged for playing football. Rich, we're going to talk about this more later. Overreaction Monday? Okay. At any rate, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. The delightful Josh Gad will be joining us on the program. A um, diehard Miami sports fan. He must be out of his gourd about watching the Miami Dolphins right now. Get ready for another Miami Heat season as he is on Broadway right now with Andrew Rannells again. They were, those, they were the uh, duo that uh, made Book of Mormon a brilliant must-see. Piece of legit. It's called theater. Um, Gutenberg the musical. couple of exclamation points in that title. Like, like Steve? No. Oh. I believe it's the printing press Gutenberg. <laughs> oh. But I will ask him. That's my like, first thought. It's the printing press Gutenberg. Oh, okay. Um, and it's a, it's a fun concept for a show. Hmm. And... Um, He's up on the program, middle of hour two. Overreaction Monday on Tuesday. Overreaction Monday, we did the pod. It was the first thing I did getting off the plane. Yeah, well, buddy. it's not true. I went through passport oh, control. Um, and uh, and so, at any rate, that's up for you to take in. Overreaction Monday, the podcast. We're going to do Overreaction Monday, the segment. Later on in this program, I've got my top five performances. But my buddy DP is joining us next from his set of the Dan Patrick Show in Connecticut. Uh, the The... Uh, occasionally accurate annals of football is his new book that is out fun stuff and i'm not just saying that because he had me write a blurb for it <laughs> but he did dan patrick is next this is the rich eisen show Boom. let's talk sleep number people because quality sleep is so essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs and the same thing for your partner so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature quiets your snores or your partners sleep number does that my sleep number setting is 60 my wife's is 70 10 numbers apart but it truly is the world of difference the sleep number sleep that you get is unbelievable you will love it jd power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store and now you could save 50 percent that's 50 percent on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed all right, back here on our <laughs> Roku channel broadcast. Less than two minutes till our radio audience returns. That's when we'll bring in Dan Patrick well, of the Dan Patrick Show. Yeah, Dan. And an author. Author. Can you see it? Because i got to tilt it forward to make there sure you, you can go. see yeah, it. Because if good. I go like this, it's oh, very shiny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The other way. Hold on. Can't move, Rich. Very fancy. Yeah, nice. I don't know why would why would Dan do this? Does it does this come out of his advance? That's perfect right there, Rich. How you got it? I mean, look at that. <laughs> it's very awkward to hold it like this. <laughs> well, we could read it. All right. Good job. Rich. I, I like holding up books. Man. You're a good book holder, Rich. Thanks, Mike. Wow. <laughs> See? I missed it. Okay, boss. So supportive. <laughs> yeah. Okay, boss. You're a good book holder. Yes, boss. <laughs> okay, boss. Oh, you guys. Wow. It's guys. all good. Uh, all right, so DP's about to join us. We got overreaction Monday later on, right? I'm on, back. On Tuesday. You are back. On Tuesday. How's it feel to be home? Uh, yeah. Great. Like I never left. Yeah? <laughs> Except for the fact I have no idea what time it is. <laughs> like literally it's dinner time in my head right now. I'm trying to see what time oh, it yeah, is. Oh, yeah, 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 right. It is. 5.22 p.m., yeah. 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 You're ready, yep. Oh, I, I know because I was sitting in my hotel room, yeah. you know, doing hits for the show because I'm a, a lead pipe wielding professional. Rich, you didn't take that piece of art with you? I wanted that thing yeah, for my car. Yeah, no, no. I was really excited. I should have taken it from the wall because they, it's only in 90,000 other rooms. They wouldn't have missed it. They would not have missed it. They asked you to grab you it. Think you think they could just switch it up? They would not have missed so it. So somebody just went to some art show for that hotel. It's just like, I like I need do you a, have 300 yeah. of those? I need a knockoff <laughs> version of this. I need 300 of those. No, We're going to put it in every room. End bulk. Boom. On the same wall in every room. Yeah. Change it up a little. So, no, I didn't take that piece of art. <laughs> I was excited. I wanted it for the Condor Redondo. I, I was waiting. No, nah, it's not that. <laughs> okay, very good. Back here on the Rich wow. Eisen Show, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Love this man. I'm not just saying because he's listening to my introduction of him uh, or for the fact that he had me write a blurb for his book. Um, and I was referred to uh, in the back of this book as a sports broadcasting legend, oh, which ooh. I greatly appreciate uh, that did terminology. You, did you write that part mm. too? Uh, I did not. <laughs> I did not. The occasionally accurate annals of football where all your books can be acquired. The great Dan Patrick here. How are you, DP? How are you? I, uh, I'm great, legend. I'm great. <laughs> I am yeah. legend. I am yes. legend. <laughs> fun book, DP. This is a fun book. Uh, congrats on it. Um, how did this come about, sir? Joel Cohen writes for the Simpsons. Okay. And he called me up and mm -hmm. he said, would you be interested in 
being on a Simpsons episode. Yeah. And I said, of course. I said, as long as I'm not playing myself, absolutely. He said, yeah, you'll be a play-by-play guy. Mm. Homer is in a rock-skipping contest, and you'll be the uh, play-by-play voice. <laughs> yeah. And I said, you got me, absolutely. Yeah. And he goes, you know, I got a couple of questions. You know, we don't get to vent like you get to every day, but uh, me and my friends have a couple of questions. So he started running down all these things that he had problems with, hmm. with football. And then I would, we, so we played a, a game of verbal tennis. Like he would send me something and then I'd send it back. And then we just started talking. And then he goes, you know, I wrote down this stuff while we're talking. Would you want to write a book? And I go, yeah. I'm, I mean, I didn't <laughs> think we were going to write a book, but he, he said, do you want to write a book? And I yeah. go, yeah, like, okay, more importantly, let me know when you want me to do the Simpsons episode. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets yes, back to me. Importantly, right. <laughs> yes. And he goes, uh, hey, I got somebody interested in the yeah. book. And I go, what book? And he goes, no, the book we're talking about. And he goes, I got Andy Richter, some guys from Saturday Night Live. Jeez. And like everybody has, they want to, they, I said, so basically you guys can write a book for me yeah. and and he goes well no you have to have uh, you know some input yeah and i said okay so we just kind of went over topics and nothing was off limits because most of these books when you think of the nfl the books are serious they're about gladiators they're about men they're about moments yes. all of these things and we were like we're not about any of that stuff <laughs> you know we want to talk about kenny stabler with uh bacon rolled cigarettes that he used to smoke like <laughs> anything that's silly have fun Butt fumble. Uh, we made a sermon out of the Immaculate Reception. It just, we just had fun with it. And hopefully everybody else will go into it with a sense of humor. And in, and in that vein, here's, here's a question I got for you. I don't think I've ever right. asked this of you because, you know, being a, well, let me get this back here, a sports broadcasting legend uh, of my own right, <laughs> uh, sure. I noticed when, when, you, when you were handing out the Lombardi Trophy, those multiple Super Bowls for the mm -hmm. NBC and the, you yeah. know, the Peacock Network, um, there would be like a tug of war with the microphone with an yes. owner. It's just one. Who was, who was the one with the most kung fu-like grip that you had a tug of war with the most for a microphone on that podium, uh -huh. Dan? The uh, the co-owner of the Giants, Steve Tisch. Really? Yeah. He really. So he. What happened? What happened? Well, you know, he. You never give up the microphone. Ever. Ever. <laughs> so here I am on the podium. There's a hundred million people watching this, and he grabs the microphone, and 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 so he thinks that I'm going to just give it to him, and then he's going to you know, go in. He's going to ad lib he's going to vent he's going to do whatever he's going to do mm. he, and um i i'm pulling it back so you see his hand pulling the microphone and i'm so we're it's only moving about you know four or five inches like to his side and then i'm bringing it back and he's not giving it up i mean he is going to get that microphone and i have my producer in my ear who's saying, do not give up that bleeping microphone. I got a hundred million people watching and this is what's going on. I got Steve Tisch grabbing the microphone and I am pulling as hard as I can to make sure that he doesn't get the microphone. Finally, he, he gives up. Yeah. He, you know, he releases and then I hold the microphone there. Uh, Jeffrey Lurie mm. of uh, the Eagles. Okay. He goes, Hey, uh, when, when we get done, I'm, you know, I got one more thing I want to say. So I, I, it's usually two questions. And then all of a sudden he surprised me oh. and he grabbed the microphone. Oh. He got, he got it. 
A brotherly shove. You got it. He got a brotherly shove before the brotherly shove. So, I mean, I've had awkward moments on the podium where Eli won the MVP. And then he, I think, had a Toyota sponsorship or Nissan. And it was a black-on-black Corvette. And uh, he had won the MVP. You know, they give you a card. So I got a card, and I'm reading it. I look down. I go, and it... And such and such blank, Eli Manning, you are the Super Bowl MVP. And as a result, you get this black on black Chevy Corvette, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I finish. I got the keys. And I I look up and Eli is off the podium. What? And so I'm holding the keys to the Corvette. And? He walked off. Yeah. And I yell while I'm on the podium. I turn around. I'm like, Eli. He comes back up, and I, I basically said, here's your damn keys. And then I find out later that he didn't want to be associated with Chevrolet. He bolted. He yes. ghosted. Yes. And I, I came this close to saying to Tom Brady after Malcolm Butler had the interception, shouldn't you give Malcolm the try? I almost said that. <laughs> I almost guilted Brady into giving Malcolm the truck. And I thought, that's not my job. Yeah. My, my, my job is just to say hello to the commissioner, couple interviews, send everybody on their merry way, and good night, everybody. You know, back up to you, Bob Costas. And I almost said, because I really believe that. It's like Tom got the MVP. You know, he, all right, great. Um, Malcolm Malcolm should get the yeah, truck. Tom. Give him the truck. And, but yeah. Brockman just got in my ear. He, did he do that? Did he actually give him the yeah, truck? Yeah, he ended up waiting yeah, on later. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. Great minds, Dan. I, I know. Great I know. minds. I, I know. And plus, now I'm mandated to say, with, with Eli ghosting you like that, now you know how most of us feel like going out with you for a night of drinks, oh, Dan, wow. at the end of the night. Wow. Do you mind me I am, going I am, there with you? Yeah, I always have exit strategy. I am <laughs> I am a professional. You are. I do it to my family, though, Rich, just really? to be honest. Yes. So I shouldn't take it, you know. No, 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 personally. no, no. We'll have we'll have a party. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, my wife knows that uh, poof, I'll just disappear. You'll and, do uh, it to uh, Sue? Are you serious? Yes, you really yes, I do. Yeah. And my kids know it too. They'll be, where's dad? He's dead. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Weddings? Even at your, even at, even at your own kid's wedding? No, no, at, no, no, okay. no, no. Nothing all like right. that. All right. No, no, no. Okay. No, I know so my much. place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We, we had a Christmas party. Yeah. And I remember it was like 1130 mm-hmm. and it had been raging the whole time. And I'm just tired. And the bartender's gone. And then I'm thinking, all right, I'm, I, it's time for me to go to bed. The Stones are playing. I mean, the music was playing, not the Stones themselves. Yes, but yes. it's blaring. It's blasting down in my basement. And I get ready to sneak upstairs. And I got 50 guys in the basement. And my wife goes, where are you going? And I go, to bed? She goes, no, you're not. I so I tried to sneak out of the basement and uh, tried to stay down there for like an hour and a half later until everybody left. Dan Patrick so, here on the Rich yeah. Eisen show, the uh, new book. Everyone should get it. The occasionally accurate annals of football. Uh, Dan Patrick and Joel H. Cohen, a uh, Simpsons writer. Uh, fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, what'd you make of the Dallas win last night, Dan? Ask you a serious football question. Whoa. What do you make okay. of it? Yeah. I don't mean, uh, I don't mean to go straight to, to the actual. Um, I think the bigger story, it's not going to be the bigger story, but I think it should be is the Chargers because the Cowboys played a good enough game to win. Mm -hmm. The Chargers played a good enough game that they could have won, but they didn't. 
and you got plays from Dallas and you didn't get plays from the Chargers. And you got this fourth quarter problem with that coach and that quarterback. And they're all in on Justin Herbert because they signed him up. But I mean, you start to look at the Chargers. They got a lot of talent, but they do not have a bottom line that's respected. And what happened in the playoffs last year, look, I Dallas rebounding the way they did and winning a game like that is, you know, important. I don't know if it's impressive, but it's important. But I, I look at the Chargers, you know, where are they going? They got Kansas City coming up next weekend. So that was my takeaway from it, that this is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL the first three quarters and one of the worst quarterbacks in the fourth quarter in overtime. Yeah. It's just it, – it, it their hallmarks, the Chargers are incredibly talented players. And then invariably there's going to be a – fourth and short placed in front of Brandon Staley for either a weird decision that yeah. backfires or one where you think all the way up until the snap that this is going to be a weird decision that backfires. And then um, and then they lose, like last night. Um, and, and you're wondering, I guess, if they're going to be able to mount anything. Whose conference is it, do you think, in the AFC, Dan? Is it Miami's, Buffalo's, anybody in the AFC North, or is it still the Chiefs' world? What do you got for me on that front? Still feels like it's the Chiefs. Yeah, it it just as long as you got Kelsey Mahomes and Kelsey and Andy Reid, it feels like they can make things work. Um, and probably going to have to go to their place too, which gives them a decided advantage. Right. Uh, um, you know, back to Justin Herbert. Please. I said this on my, on my show today. Mm-hmm. Imagine if he played for the Giants or <laughs> played for the Cowboys, and the amount of scrutiny that you face, like he is fortunate to be in LA where, you know, Dodgers, Lakers, uh, Rams, USC, uh, you know, maybe the Clippers, and then you have the chargers. So it's not, there's not a spotlight on him. And we look at Danny dimes trying to survive, uh, Dak Prescott, no matter what he does, he's going to be scrutinized. But, uh, I, I think Justin and look, I love him. He's been great known him since his Oregon days. But, you know, there's there's a real concern here. Um, and then you have guys like Mahomes wins these kind of games. That That's the difference. Like, we're still waiting for Josh Allen to win this kind of game, a big, big, big game. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts, what he did in the Super Bowl. So you start to – Joe Burrow goes to the Super Bowl. You're starting to see these quarterbacks mm-hmm. that they win these games. And the Chargers, they have a lot of three-point games or less, and they don't have a winning record in that. And what will make it worse, Dan, is if Tua goes, you know, the guy who he's supposed to have been this entire time of his career, the proper choice to draft was yeah. Herbert, not Tua. And now look at what Tua's doing right now. McDaniel dialing it up. Um, it, it's it's a totally topsy-turvy narrative right now compared but to also, Yeah, you start to look at these coaches, and, and coaches get fired because they don't find their quarterback. You have to have your quarterback. Chargers have their quarterback, mm-hmm. but that coach may get fired. Uh, you know, Sean Payton, does he have his quarterback? We don't know. Sean McVay found his quarterback with Matthew Stafford. Although Jared Goff deserves to be at least mentioned with the MVP candidates. Agreed. For sure. But he's not because I think we still look at, I don't know what we know to think of the Lions. Like, are they still like a fun story and cute? And I mean, they're formidable. They beat teams by 14 points or more. They, they dominate you. And 
I looked at Jared Goff's numbers the last 16 games going back to last year. 13 and 3, completing 67% of his passes, 28 touchdowns, four interceptions. The only quarterback this year who is in the top five in completion percentage, touchdown, interception ratio, yards. And the only other person who's been better is Tua. Um, so if if Brock Purdy's in there, then I, I think that Jared Goff should be in there as well. A million with percent. What he's done. The reason why we don't talk about him is uh, a, handful, a handful of reasons. One, he got traded, right? So the Rams decided you're not the guy here anymore. Yeah. So that that's a certain narrative. Uh, number two is he's not out there selling State Farm or anything like that. You know, number three is we in the media, I think, are more focused on the coach, who, by the way, has done everything that he said he wanted to do at Detroit with the exception of the actual cannibalism. You know, so I mean, you put it all together. They are doing what they want set out to do. And and the, the most surprising aspect about it is golf playing like he's playing. I thought everybody would, you know, in Detroit, for them to reach that point, they would have had to have drafted somebody and grown with them. But Goff appears to be the guy. The latest example of don't go so crazy if your drafted quarterback takes six, seven years to develop in this league. DP, well, I, you know? I've been saying with Anthony Richardson, I never would have started him. I said at the beginning of the year, you got Gardner Minshew, high-end backup quarterback. Let him understand the complexities of the game because he's still trying to play the way he did at Florida. Mm. And he, he wasn't a consistent quarterback. He had highlight moments and he got injured every game. And now he's probably gone for the season. Uh, so, you know, the, it, it's like Bryce young. I, I like him, but you know, you throw these guys in there and sometimes, you know, I look at David Carr, who's as talented as uh, I've seen, but he played for a terrible Texans team. He got sacked more than any other quarterback to start his career. And I don't think he ever got confidence back. And that's the one thing at that position. You've got to have confidence. And when that goes, your quarterback goes. And, you know, some of these kids who – C.J. Stroud is proving me wrong, though, the way he's played. But, you know, some of these guys that are out there and uh, don't have a lot of weapons, um, you know, you're, you're kind of risking their, their future. And a lot of these guys are going to get – uh, they'll have this one contract, and then they might be a backup quarterback. You know, Mitchell Trubisky, Ryan Tannehill, those guys who get recycled there. And uh, a lot of it's because you don't have weapons around them. What's your favorite story from the book that um, I guess can give people an idea of what it's what it's all about, DP? What do you um, got for me? There, we, we had somebody who wanted to contribute as to how he became a Vikings fan. Mm-hmm. And it's it's sad. <laughs> but it's really funny. Okay. And, yeah. All right. Um, and he, he said to prepare for being a Vikings fan, he used to sleep naked with the windows open <laughs> just so he knew he was channeling Bud Grant. Like, that. Like wow. if you're going to be a Vikings fan, you sleep naked with the windows open and just absorb that cold. And I, that's what we love. I wouldn't uh, have associated sleeping uh, naked in the cold with Bud Grant, but um, uh, so I guess that's an interesting yeah, but Bud Plot Grant twist. never had heaters on the sidelines, you know, when they were they were playing. These poor guys are playing outside in Minnesota, and you uh, couldn't have a heater on the sidelines. Mm. Bud Grant. But uh, you're a legend, so. I appreciate what? that. Oh, yeah. last one for you. Do you yeah. do you ever dream you're back on SportsCenter? Because I do. Do you ever get those I dreams that you're dream back? that I am uh, going to the set. Me too. And, and I'm, I'm late. I, I'm late, yes. Yeah. Yes. Are you yes. serious? 
Yes. You do have that. Yes, I do. Okay. I, I dream that I'm not prepared and I'm getting to the set. Um, another one I have is I, I'm on campus and yeah. I can't find the classroom. And which actually happened a lot, but I, <laughs> I, didn't, want, I didn't want to find the classroom. Uh, right. But I just remember I couldn't, I can't find the classroom. Yeah. Something about this job where you're, you're down to like seconds, minutes, mm -hmm. like you have to account for everything and you have to be on time and, you know, going to sports center set, you know, starts at 11 Eastern, you better be on time. Yeah. And I, I just, I just remember getting there and, and, and then I'm, one other thing that comes up, I know you're up against a break. No, go but, ahead. Take it. I got it. Don't worry. Um, I did a show on a Sunday night and Stuart Scott was with me mm -hmm. and we start. So sports center tease starts mm -hmm. and all of a sudden Stuart puts some drops in his eye, right? Well, he loses his contact. Oh my gosh. He gets up, walks off the set <laughs> sports center comes up. I'm on camera by myself. Yeah. It's not even there. I had to do Stewart's intros and Stewart's <laughs> highlights. I had to do the the entire first 15 minutes. I would be me, and then it I would, would say, me. like, can I get a witness from the congregation? <laughs> Booyah! As cool as the other side of the pillow. Oh, my. Now, I did seven years, as you know, basically with him. Uh, I've never – that never happened with me, ever. Not once. And, and, and he came back Ever. during the commercial break. Yeah. And didn't say a word. <laughs> he didn't say a word. Not like, hey, man, I got hey, you I'm know, sorry. What, this I, thing hey, happened. I hung you out what to had cry. happened was. Yeah, right? Yes. <laughs> he never said anything. <laughs> Not, hey, uh, hey, thanks for, you know, picking me up. Nothing. Oh, so man. if you watch SportsCenter, you're yeah. like, and, and Jason Jackson, who worked with us Jay at SportsCenter, yes. he goes, yeah, I'm tuning in to Sunday Night SportsCenter, and I'm thinking, Wait, Dan is doing solo, and then Stewart comes back the second you know segment, and they go, "Wait, did they not let Stewart do the first? Like, what's he doing to a brother here? He's not letting him do the first segment." And I'm going, "He lost his contact lens. Never said anything." And then we just proceeded to do the rest of Sports Center. He had lost his contact lens. I saw you did a you you, you had an interview recently where you talked about Stewart's competitive spirit. And I, yes. I saw that, um, and I thought to me, I don't know if you ever told this to you, when when KO left and that seat next to you, it was kind of like a Game of Thrones type moment for the rest of us to try and get that seat sitting next to you back in the day. And Stuart knew that I was interested in it. He took me aside. He goes, why, why are you doing that? He goes, the two of us are better than the two of them or anything you could do with him. And he meant that, like deep down in his bones. He thought, yeah. like, we should compete against not – try to join with is what he thought. I thought about that when I saw yeah. that. You yeah. Said, you know. Yeah. You know, he, mm -hmm. uh, we didn't have a good relationship, but we had respect for one another. And I think, you know, there was a lot of jealousy. There was a uh, competitiveness and oh, rivalry yeah. Oh, yeah. and, and I didn't view it that way. I'm sure you didn't, <laughs> but then, but, but, but he did. And, you know, that was just him. Stewart was a very competitive guy and whatever mm -hmm. made him better. And, um, and you know, later in his life, you know, we kind of came to an understanding with each other. And I had total respect for him getting to the ESPYs and that speech that he gave. And, yep. you know, it was wonderful. 
But, you know, it was a tough environment at SportsCenter because it was extremely competitive. And, you know, it, there wasn't camaraderie as much as people would think that there was camaraderie. And uh, so I, 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 you know, Stuart and I certainly had that. Even when we played uh, football against each other and he would, he would tape his, he, who tapes their shoes and their ankles when He's they're playing batted. flag football. Yes, him. And I go, dude, yeah. what is going on here? <laughs> and, and we played basketball and he picked me up full court. And, you know, it was like slapping the floor. He was going to guard me full court. Yeah. And uh, I I was having nothing of it because I was like, hey, I'll come out. I just want to play. I just want to sweat. I don't want somebody picking right. me up full court. And I'll be damned. First time I got the ball, Stewart's there full court. <laughs> but he and he probably... did it the entire time. <laughs> the entire game. He's picking me up full court. Oh, he's man. bodying me, yeah. everything. It got to the point where I was dribbling the ball and I said, where do you want me to bleep and score on you? <laughs> I said it right to his face. I was so angry. I, I was so it. angry because oh, I'm like, God, I don't want to be competitive because I'm such a jerk. And I was dribbling and I'm talking to him. I said, where do you want me to score you? <laughs> and he didn't say a word, which was wise. Because <laughs> I was going to light his ass up. But, and you know who called me? Jason Jackson said he heard that story and he goes, I 100% true what you said. I go, I wasn't lying. Yeah. He goes, oh, no, I'm just, if anybody ever says that didn't happen, that's 100% true what you said about you and Stuart. Uh, I went, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, um, booyah. Uh, hey, great DP, to talk to you. Same Loved, here, uh, man. Thank you again. Uh, Love you... listening to you oh. in uh, in London. Thanks, brother. I appreciate yeah. that. You'll, you'll, and, uh, you'll hear me in Germany. But in the meantime, everybody oh. should get your book, uh, yeah. The Occasionally Accurate Annals of Football. Um, yeah. Take care of yourself, deep. Oh, you you got to go. Is that what's going on? You gotta you gotta head out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I I thought that I was off camera. I, no, I was checking okay. my yeah, phone. It's okay. Sorry. It's, I, I, I've never I had a guy start my... doing Wordle on me at the end of an interview, I, but it's I, okay. You're the best, I, uh, DP. You take care. Yeah. I just want to make sure and see if anybody <laughs> said they like my appearance or anything. Everyone <laughs> loves it. Yeah. At DP okay. show. All right. Thank Take you, care. buddy. All right, DP. All right, thank you, you guys. The great Dan Patrick, everybody. Hey, Dan. Always right, great. Dude. Oh, my God. My, my chest is hurting. I'm laughing so hard. We'll take a break. We'll recount all that stuff when we come back right here on the Rich Asset Show. Overreaction Monday still to come. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. 
Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. When you see the video of you throwing to Tyree, okay, what do you think of when you see that? I just smile. I just, I'm just thankful, thankful for David Tyree, man. There's, there's not a, a better person and, and a guy who just, uh, you know, who had the worst week of practice in the history of, of all practices on that Friday and dropped every pass and, Come on. you know, thought he was going to be the starting receiver and then Dyko, you know, comes back and plays that game and then. Sure enough, in the game, David Tyree has a touchdown catch and then makes the catch, you know, with Rodney Harrison hanging all over him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Bob Papa giving the call saying, you know, he's got a wide open receiver, you know, and I guess that's wide open in the NFL. And, uh, you know, David Tyree, just the, the will, the desire was there and just catching it off the helmet. Just what a what an unbelievable story. And, and uh you know, never get tired of watching that play. All right, well, Chris Brockman, my on-air compadre here. What do you tell him? Go ahead, tell him what you say every time. Now that he's here, you can say it to yeah. his face. Go ahead, Chris. Well, usually You're I say it to Boston. Sean O'Hara because Sean is here. But, right. I mean, there were 14 different holdings on he that play. He sees holding. Eli, what do you say to that? When, when you, he says <laughs> holding? Yeah, he sees holding. I don't I didn't see how, how can you have holdings? They didn't block anybody. I'm just like, all right. You know, they let them run in. You know, I was getting sacked by four, all four players. You know, they kind of just blocked them off. You know, I think, you know, it's not really holding. If the guy's holding me, you know, like a defense player is holding me, I think you're allowed to do whatever you want right. to the, uh, to the, you know, to the right. pass rusher at that point. If I'm in the like grass, they could just grab them also and pull them off. It's kind of, a, yeah. it's kind of free range at that point, at I that agree. moment. I agree. You, you, Chris, you see holding. Eli sees grasping. That's what he sees. <laughs> I see the greatest play ever. That's I, right. There's I a giant. Right. I was sitting right there. I was there in the building. That's it. Go to our YouTube stream. Lots of fun. You go down a wormhole there as well. Great uh, chat right there with Dan Patrick, everybody. Lots of fun, man. We could fill an entire three-hour show about all of our sports. Yeah, right? I bet. We could do exactly that. You guys should do a a sports center pod. Where you just Not tell a old bad stories. idea. That would be yeah. insane, Let me file that one away. Uh, hey, um, everybody, flag football is coming to the Olympics. Yeah. And let me tell you this. I know for a fact the National Football League is quite jacked about this piece of news. I believe it. Because the sport of American football is going to be on an international stage. And I'm sure, as you know, I have just spent uh, a fortnight in the UK. Is that how long a fortnight uh, is? Uh, yeah. It was yeah, two four, weeks, isn't it? Fortnight is two weeks. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Okay. So 12 days. Residency. Get a residency. Um, <laughs> DJ Dickie Eyes. Just spend it over there. Um, and this is a serious venture from the NFL. I'm about to go for another 12 days to Frankfurt, Germany. And so selling the sport internationally is a major piece of business for the NFL. And flag football. Now, I already heard Tyreek Hill wants to play, right? Mm-hmm. We tried to put a team hey, here man. yesterday. So that means training camp? Players are going to leave training camp to put flags on to come out to Los Angeles. Not really, because it's mid-July to the end of July, so you're, you'd miss, so, what, the first couple of days of camp, maybe? Yeah, right, right. 
and then maybe not go to play golf in Tahoe for some? Yeah, true. Well, you'd have to practice, right? So you'd, you'd have, have to practice. Have, I know. have months of lead up. You're going to have to. And eventually there's going to be like other sports. You're going to have to have Olympic qualifiers. So these teams are going to have to probably play in the spring to qualify yeah, for the Olympics. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. But the league is already saying right now that they're going to work with the PA and teams to see if players and f- former players might want to do it too. That's what we've been discussing. You know, mm-hmm. does J.J. Watt want to get back out there and count Mississippis? <laughs> on behalf of this, the country? Well, uh, I'm serious. Yeah, what are the rules you know I mean? going to be on rushing? Right. And I guess you can't just use Mississippi, right? Internationally. Yeah. One's in Bobble. I don't know. Two's in Bobble. The Hague? No, you, get, you know, got to go United Nation? I don't know. Three One Madagascar. Oh, Four Madagascar. To do that? I don't know. I'd survive your fault. But they're jacked up. I did a couple of reads during both London games about the. UK went national women's flag football team. They're terrific at it. Mm-hmm. And the league was just like, hey, find your, your league near you at, I think, NFLflag.com or something like yeah, that. They have a, they have a website. I mean, they were I all looked. about it. They are psyched. There's five, seven, and. It's going to be very interesting nine. to see what happens because we have professional flag football we do. leagues, and those players are. I've watched a few of these games. They're so insane. I bet. Really and they're probably. need to send the pros. Yeah. You, well, I think. You'd want to send the pros. I mean, you don't want Tyreek Hill. Like, I mean, if you put flags on Tyreek Hill Sunday. <laughs> he wouldn't get He touched. might not get touched. No. He'd have 1,500 yards with just flags. You know what I'm saying? Like, it almost so, seems unfair, the thought of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Maybe just send the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Put flags in the Dolphins and send them. By the way, that would be awesome. Mike McDaniel would be a great the coach. The, Super Bowl. the team that wins the Super Bowl. The team that loses the Super Bowl. Or send either him. or. That's a hell of a qualifier. Or the Pro Bowl team. That's that it. should be the new Pro Bowl. They should just send the Cowboys every year. Let's just be honest. Oh, my God. Stop. This guy. Let's see. They send the varsity team. They send the varsity team. You make it to the championship and lose. Josh Gad coming up next hour. It'll be a lot of fun. Speaking of Dolphins. So, yeah, I mean. Good job. You want to send the Cowboys? What? Hey, you just so blow it at the end? So you're going to blow it. F, what, are you, what are you going to the Hall of Fame for, Earl? Screw for F&M World Series? <laughs> well, Romo, hold this kid for me. We win Super Bowls when we get there. Seriously, wow. why wouldn't you send, like, the Miami Dolphins? We're the fastest team in the NFL in 2027, right? Whoever that is. Send them. <laughs> Put flags on them and say, try and catch us. Czechoslovakia. <laughs> Yesterday, Rich, we tried to put you know? a team together of athletes that weren't football players. Yeah, non-NFL. Hey, non-NFL players that could go and win this. So I was like, had, put Aaron Judge dude, out there, like tight end. I will just say this. Lyles. I will say this <laughs> as a heads star. up to everyone who thinks yeah, the NFL. Just send the NFL players and we're going to win. It'll be, it'll be, you know, like the dream team back in well, the day. I, mean, probably well, will be. I have seen a flag football game. I've called a flag football game in which Maria Menounos beat Jerry Rice for a touchdown. Okay? <laughs> this has happened. All right? And Jerry's probably very upset that I'm bringing this up because he was livid. Maria Menounos <laughs> beat Jerry Rice. Oh, well, she's underrated. In, in a flag athlete. football contest. Yeah. All right? So her, her, it's an equalizer. Her advanced stats are through the roof. Do I mean... The next gen? Yeah, next gen. Jerry's a wide receiver, not a D-back, too. So, so strange things can happen guy. when you put flags on people. Just saying. <laughs> Sorry, Jerry. I had to bring it up. <laughs> By the way, you can catch Maria Menounos on uh, the Roku channel. Look at you. Nice. 
And you know what I'm saying? just canceled his appearance on Look our show. Look at me. Look at me. Rich, you got a Fast 40?